0: It used to be said that the unexamined life wasn't worth living, but you know I haven't heard that phrase bandied about in too long a time. And it seems like most of us are on autopilot. The latest statistics are that the average American is on a screen now eight hours a day figure there are 24 hours in a day, and eight of them were supposed to be sleeping. That doesn't leave that much other time for other things if we're very busy looking at our screens. And very often when we're looking at our screens, we're involved in our little deep dive of a world with the people we already know. So what's really interesting to me is three gentlemen have decided to ponder that question. It's an age-old question, life worth living, a guide to what matters most. Our guest, Ryan mcanally Linz is the associate director of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture— he is a co-author with um, Miroslav Volf of The Home of God and Public Faith in Action, and he has written for the Washington Post's Acts of Faith, Sojourners, and the Christian Century. He joins us right now. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello.
3: Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I love the book, and, um, and I love pondering how life's different religions all contribute to the conversation. So one of the things that you ask Ryan and you ask your students is what's worth wanting. And in a world that is so materialistic, our world, what are the kids telling you? What are the kids telling you?
3: Oh, that's a that's a lovely question. So um a little little bit of a caveat, uh you know, I teach a small number of Yale students uh every year. It's Mm -hmm. not exactly a random sample of current young folks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So, so this is, this is armchair analysis. It's not, um, but, um, but I find that students are hungry for, um, for a direction to give their lives um, that they can really uh, wholeheartedly invest in. Um, There's a lot of sense that, um, that you kind of need to you need some financial stability um, and that somehow that's the first box you got to check off and then you can go on and, and do do more important things. And the, the sort of encouragement that I want to give to my students and to and to readers is to say um, it doesn't have to go in that order. Um, there's if you're if you're kind of put the the. Get your money in in order first uh, and then attend to everything else. There's a decent chance that the money is just going to eat up everything else, um, that financial stability starts to become kind of the end-all be-all of your life. And and we want to say stop and think before you get too far down that path.
0: You know, it's interesting as I'm listening to you. Uh, I'm from a different generation Ryan I don't know how old you are you're not in the room sitting with me and even if you are I'm not sure I could tell I can't even tell decades anymore but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 62 and I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and um and I grew up in a generation where the people around me were a lot of them first generation immigrants so they were very hungry to get you know that first rung on the ladder of financial success but they didn't start with any. So the idea that you needed to be financially successful to do anything in life never would have occurred to them because they all started with nothing. And, um, do you know what I'm trying to say?
3: (laughs) I do. I do. You know, I, I spent uh, a number of years living in Latin America, have a lot of really close friends in, in Guatemala in particular. Um, and, uh, and I always get a little offended when people suggest that, that the sort of big meaning questions are questions that um, that are like a luxury to have um, Mm -hmm. because uh, because I know my friends uh, uh, are folks who are are wrestling with these questions just like I am. And um, and we really want to underscore this is this is kind of a human quest. um, And all you need in order to be ready for it is is to um, is to be open to the question.
0: Well, and also, as you were telling me, that if the kids are telling you they think that they need to have some financial stability before, before right, as a predicate to asking these bigger questions, it reminded me of an analogy of starting a family itself. Because when you're ready to become a parent or you want to have kids, if you were to wait for the perfect time to have kids, you would never have them. There is no perfect time. There's never a perfect time <laughs> in your life that lines up right, and to say, now is the time. It doesn't work that way
3: doesn't right and there's there's no such thing as being ready to be a parent right um and uh and i think that you're right that's a really good analogy there you can't get your ducks in a row and then go live right. uh, now <laughs> is always the moment to be living and so now is always the moment to be taking up these questions about how we should be living
0: so let's talk about how we should be living once and and i'm i'm very much hearing what you're saying because i think that it's our fault, I'm the older, and we've raised a generation that's way too obsessed with material wealth, and that has a lot to do with our culture, and we need to shift away from that. But what have you discovered from the world's religions, from people of all different faiths? And I know that you disclose that you're a Christian and the authors are Christian, but what what are some of the key elements to making a life worth living, the universal truths?
3: So I think the... uh... This may come as bad news uh, I think the universal truth level of it uh, is is pretty thin. Um, there's less agreement about the substance of answers to these questions than we might hope um, and we need to lean into that disagreement now that said I think I think what we've managed to do is identify some kind of uh, types of questions you need to answer so that any good vision of a life worth living is going to have a response to these questions. Um, if, if, you, if you think you've got kind of life all sorted out and you haven't answered the question, uh, who am I responsible to, um, then I think you're, you're missing an important piece. If you've got a vision of life that has no place for suffering and can't give you a response to the suffering that inevitably comes in life, I think you're missing a piece. And if you have a vision of life that doesn't give you direction of what to do when you fail to meet your own standards, then you're going to be out to see when inevitably you do botch it and need to turn somewhere for resources for what to do next.
1: Hold up.
2: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
0: Well, the third one is we can we can manage to understand. So the third one is we've got to be able to cope when things don't go our way. We can't jump off a cliff. We can't resort to suicide. We can't. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be thinking that because we failed at something and maybe continue to fail at something, that that means the world is over for us. Uh, we have to give ourselves encouraging sentiments and we have to be supportive of each other and also tell each other that failure is a part of life. That's how, you learn. That's
3: how you learn. Right. And, and, um, and there, we distinguish between two different kinds of failures. There's, there's failure like to, um, you know, I took a test and I did poorly failure. Um, but then there's these deeper failures where you had some ideals and you didn't live up to that. Um, and those, the second type is, is, the first type is hard. The second type is harder. Mm-hmm. And I think that most of your compelling answers to what do you do with that involve having some resources outside yourself to rely on um, some other people who can help you do better. Um, maybe you have a kind of religious answer to this question that allows you to, uh, to lean on, um, the support of God or something like that. Um, but if you're just, if it's just you, (laughs) my hunch is you're, you're going to have a really hard time, um, absorbing the reality of your failures. You're going to, you're going to be tempted to just deny it. Um, and it's so important to face up to it and to, to appeal to those resources to do better. Um, and like you said, not to let it be, um, the defining thing of our lives
0: so what about the suffering piece because i know what the buddha to live is to suffer and i as um the epitome of a nice jewish girl from long island avoid suffering at all costs ryan okay <laughs> i am running the other way from any suffering i don't endure any kind of pain of any kind voluntarily um you know give me novocaine kind of thing which is not to say i numb myself in life at all at all but if i I would prefer to avoid suffering. So tell me about how the suffering piece is so intrinsic to a life worth living.
3: Yeah. So um, I, I'm i not going to argue with uh, a general policy of saying suffering uh, is something that you might want to avoid. Um, there, there are good reasons for that. Um, but uh, but you're, you're never going to bat a thousand when it comes to avoiding suffering. Um the I think it's just patently obvious from the way the world is, the way our lives are, that that there will be times where it comes for you, um, and there will be times when it comes for your loved ones. And the question is, what do you do? How do you bear uh, it? How do you live okay. with it? Okay. And um, and it's um, you know there are some approaches to say you need to make meaning out of it. There are others say it's meaningless. And the best you can do is to to hold on to one another in the meaninglessness of it um, and to try to salvage something. And, uh, you know, in the relevant chapters in the book, we walk through a couple of these different options. And and as we usually do, we don't point to one and say that's the right answer. Um, we've got our own views, but our, our goal is to equip you to give your answer, um, the one that you believe is closest to right. Um, and hopefully then that will, will allow you to take the suffering that comes along in life and to, um, to bear it with, uh, with maybe dignity and grace and to integrate it into um, a, a vision of a flourishing life.
0: We're chatting with Ryan McAnally linds The book is called Life Worth Living A Guide to What Matters Most. It's a New York Times bestseller, and it's been written by three professors at Yale, all of whom have been thought deeply, who are thinking deeply about this. I do want to say one thing. When you answered me about how there really isn't that many, there isn't a necessarily universal truth about what makes a life worth living. I just want to say to you that I thought that it was universally regarded, and I know it is in my own scheme of values. That the quality of my life will depend on the success of my relationships.
3: Mm. Um, I, that's pretty common. That is pretty common. Um, but there, there will be folks who will tell you otherwise. That say that um, that are that are really deeply and rigorously individualist about it. And um, and I think those perspectives are worth considering, even if, like you and honestly, my, me myself, we wind up thinking, uh, nope, that's not right.
0: I think um, I think we're here to learn how to love each other, and and that's what it's about. That's why humans.
3: To that, I can personally say, Amen.
0: Amen, right? Amen. We're here to learn how to love each other, and which is a very deep and profound thing to learn how to do. By the way, it's not an. It might involve some suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely might involve some suffering, for sure.
3: Exactly. Easy to say, uh, hard to do.
0: Hard to do, but thank you very much, uh, Ryan, for writing the book. Thank you for the teaching that you're doing. The book is called Life Worth Living. Thanks for joining us today, and keep at it. Keep at examining the life. It's great.
3: Thank you so much, Lisa. I've, I've appreciated the opportunity.
0: Me too. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show. 203 what makes your life worth living? Want to get into a little philosophy today on the Lisa Wexler Show here on WICC? What makes your life worth living? We'll be right back.